Saturday, the 5th of April, and welcome, yippee, to yet another fucking exciting episode, if you will, of, um, shooting my mouth off, or whatever the hell I'm calling this stupid thing. Um, so today, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to build a, uh, BB and pellet trap, a small one, for more focused or precise shooting practice. Uh, we did a uh, larger one, I built a larger one, um, gosh, what was that, uh, a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I can't remember, time has gotten kind of goofy with this staying home for most people, um, every day kind of blends into the next, I think a lot of people are complaining about that, those of us who are still working, um, the days have always <laughs> blended in to one another, you know, <laughs> but this with everybody else um, around us, there are so many around us that aren't working, um, I think it's it's mostly for me the uh, the fact that Waylon, my son, isn't going to school right now, so he kind of keeps um, or his regular routine kind of uh, serves as a calendar for me at least. It um, lets me know when it's weekend and when it's week time. So. <laughs> um, Right, I'm making excuses. Uh, anyway, so uh, a few weeks ago I built a larger, a full-size, standard size um, BB and pellet trap. The dimensions on this thing are, I don't even remember. <clears throat> um, I built it around, essentially around a, a, a 22 by a 28 inch tag board because that's what I was going to use for um, our targets, I guess, because of uh, provides a little bit more resistance for the projectile, so it slows it down some before it hits the uh, back of the pellet trap, and then ricochets into the bottom of the pellet trap from there. I want to slow it down as much as I can before it enters, or upon entering the box. <clears throat> anyway, it's a wedge. It's like a traditional wedge shape. I wanted to start with... Um, I guess the point of it was to start with uh, the traditional design, the most common, and then, I guess, uh, test it, if you will, and modify things as I saw necessary, if necessary, make improvements on that design that uh, better help, you know, with the, the common problems I was predicting um, with the air gun target practice, especially short range. Um, so, what were those things while we're on, I'm on that topic? Um, the uh, ricochet. I didn't want, when I try to contain all, <laughs> definitely most, if not all, uh, the uh, pro uh, airborne projectiles, right? So, all of those BBs and pellets that were shot on the lane, try to keep them in the boxes, get people to focus on the target and uh, keep the projectiles in the, in the traps so you don't have to, um, <laughs> I guess, cruise around the uh, lanes with a magnet, <laughs> picking up all of the, uh, the steel uh, projectiles on the floor. It isn't going to do you any good for the lead and the copper, I guess, but, well, some of the copper, depending on what else is in it. We've got any full copper. They're all just copper-coated steel, so... <clears throat> but, no, anyway, the idea is to try to contain as many as possible, if not all. Okay. Fine, so I want to mess with the design on these traps so that it um, traps and targets materials to uh, try to help ensure the collection of the projectiles as much as possible. So we have fewer strays on the floor, if you will, so anyway, that was the point, point. I started doing this um, trap design mod or study, I guess, a few weeks ago, 
And we have, uh, it's like a 54 inch deep base and a 22 inch wide face. Um, what is it? What is the height on that one? Measure it while I'm standing here. Yeah. that is, I think it's 22 by 28, or just under that. Yeah, 21 and 3 quarters by 26 and a half, 21 and 3 quarters by 26 and a half, so that the 22 by 28 pieces of tag board can be clipped to the face of it, and uh, you're not, you don't have much of the target material outside of the, the mouth, I guess, hanging over, overlapping um, the outer, outside of the perimeter of the mouth of the thing, of the box. Well, this magazine's got a dent in it. It's interesting. Okay, um, anyway, so that was the point. So, I mean, so you're shooting to try to keep, you know, people who aren't, either aren't paying attention or aren't as adept as a shooter, younger shooters or more inexperienced shooters, lazy people, clumsy people, maybe mistakes, you know, um, when they're aiming generally at the target material, they're less likely to hit the outside of the box or um, outside of the box. So anyway, I try to keep, um, because the uh, tag boards I'm using are for white, so it stands out, the box is black, it's easier from a distance to see where your target material is and if uh, anywhere you shoot on the target material you're going to be pretty safe hitting um, your projectile breaking through that target material traveling inside the box. So that's the whole point again, containing the projectiles. Um, anyway, uh, so there's that. And back to the, the wedge thing, the, um, the back angle of that back wall was, I mean, originally designed by whomever designed it. I don't know the history of this design, um, the one I borrowed, just by I've seen them. I didn't study them. I didn't um, go look up examples to, you know, swipe plans for. I just said, okay, I get the idea. What makes the most sense to me? What angle do I need to uh, have that back piece set at so that the uh, BBs and um, pellets will, you know, ricochet off that back wall and drop to the bottom or hit the bottom of the, uh, the box? Or if they do come back forward, um, I need to make sure that the angle of the back wall is such that it will uh, push the or direct the projectile to the back side of the retaining wall on the face of the box. So now what I mean is um, retaining wall, what's that? Uh, on the top and on the bottom of the box, outside of the target area, I have uh, vertical um, shooter facing uh, retaining walls and the lip on each of those also to catch so if there are you know uh, backward um, 
ricochet uh, projectiles that are going to most of them, and they do, I've not had any problems with this yet, um, come back towards the shooter, first of all the target material is going to stop it, one, if it comes back and the target you know, bounces back through the uh, target area, but most of it because of the angle at the back of the box is directing them down into the basin of the box, and if they bounce back up, they're hitting that uh, bottom shooter facing retaining wall and under that uh, horizontal lip on top of that so if anybody wants uh, photos of this design or plans for it or whatever schematics if you will a blueprint uh, let me know and I'll be happy to uh, forward those to you again I didn't rob the design from somebody else I've just seen them before in general from a distance. I've never actually even used a professionally uh, fabricated one. I just saw this and I go, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's give me a general idea. It looks like a, a wedge. So, okay, we'll make a wedge. Um, but I'll have, have, again, thought about it, planned it out so that that angle, that back wall is doing, you know, serving its purpose properly. Anyway, so there's that. What I'm going to do today is um, build a smaller one, a smaller version of this. Also, change the angles a bit so that, again, um, that back wall is serving its purpose most effectively. I'm not building this smaller one around the uh, target format this time. I'll cut material to fit it. I'm just going to test myself to uh, see if I and my Wayland, me, Wayland, and I can, uh, um, I guess, uh, work a target that small. It's, um, Grab the pieces or materials. I've got something's cut already. Uh, what are they? I've got sides mostly cut. I still have to, uh, um, have to go back in and trim these things and um, cut the tops of these so they can accommodate a horizontal roof on top of it. I may or may not do that. I, I haven't really thought about the physics of this one yet. The geometry of it anyway. And the physics, I guess. Geometry because of physics. Um, but these are... What are these the dimensions of these? Uh, let me measure this while I'm farting around here in the garage. Yeah. Which will stay. Just will stay. It's... 39 and 3 quarters inches deep. And right now it's 36 inches high, but I'm going to cut that back. between seven and eight inch deep roof or ceiling on this, which will give me Grab a pen. Uh, 
What's everybody else doing on these days of quarantine? Well, um, relaxed. I didn't do that on the other one. I didn't put um, horizontal retainers up the sides. Or sh uh, shooter facing retainer walls on the sides of it, the base of it. Which I could do. It's not a horrible idea. I could also just cut a face. Why do I do that? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll try something a little bit different with this one. Um, again, as I said earlier, what I wanted to do originally with this um, first box was test it and see what worked and what didn't, and then modify it as I saw fit or necessary so that, oh, I have my candy, um, so that the design served the purpose best. So if there were certain mechanics um, or aspects of the design that caused more problems than they needed to, eliminate those or correct it or um, implement some new design elements that made more sense and actually helped serve uh, me, the user, better. So anyways, what am I making this out of? What did I make the other one out of? Okay, um, I chose to use 3 8 inch. Uh, plywood. <laughs> it's just construction grade um, shit. Uh, 3 8 inch because there's no real point in making it any heavier than that because I'm going to have to move this around. By the time you get like this, the box that I made already is probably, oh, I don't know, 40, 45, maybe 50 pounds. 
between 30 and 50 pounds. That's a, that's a big, <laughs> big window. I'm not sure I haven't weighed it, and I only lifted it once. So I'm guessing based on what I can sort of remember from a few weeks ago. It's been sitting on sawhorses, uh, elevated, so my son can use it um, for the last couple weeks. So uh, anyway, it, I mean, they have weight to them. It's, uh, there's no real armature for it. It's um, like used to drywall screws because they're cheap. Um, to fasten uh, one by twos to um, give me a lip inside of each panel, um, around the edges of each panel so that I can fasten, you know, the side panels to the top and bottom and back and face panels, right? So there's no, again, there's no real armature. I didn't build an armature and then um, fasten the uh, um, outer shell to it. It was piece by piece, um, adding, you know, screwing a lip to it and then putting those pieces together. Uh, Lego style, essentially. So, uh, that's that. I mean, the smaller one is not going to weigh nearly as much, of course, as the larger one, especially since it's not, I mean, it's going to be about two-thirds the size, essentially, is what it's going to be. I'm thinking that I want to make this new one wider, um, so that there's more of a basin, I guess, in a smaller package. Um, smaller target area, so it forces you to focus on a central, central, which is good. I mean, there's... In reality, when you're, I mean, not that we're ever going to do that, hope to God we never have to do that, but, um, you know, when you're uh, firing upon an eight target in the real world, as it were, or whatever, um, you're not firing on Godzilla, generally. I mean, generally, you're firing on something much smaller, and you're the same size as you, or smaller, and they're moving, etc. So, it's um, best to focus your uh, aim on small areas and I mean it's a lazy way to do it I think in my mind to have a large target on your um, affixed to whatever you know your target is being held by um, a large target area and then you try to focus on the center of the target or whatever select areas you have um, delineated or drawn out on your target format I think it's a lazy way of doing it because you're, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of crutches there, I guess. There are um, soft pads to fall on, if you will, when you fail. Whereas if the target area itself is narrow, small, then you are under, there's an added element of stress in that controlled, relaxed um, forum, if you will, target practice that is, um, that can help you, I guess, help you focus, help you hone your skill better, faster than, you know, shooting large targets. Okay, so I'm going to try this and see what it does. I mean, we're working with air guns, which are simply put, completely inaccurate. Um, the precision sometimes is there. Accuracy, forget it. Um, none of these freaking things can shoot with a shit. I mean, they just don't. The stuff that we're using, anyway. I mean, there are um, competition... Performance guns that uh, are considerably more accurate, and again, the longer the barrel, etc. Um, rifled barrels using pellets specifically over BBs and that kind of thing helps. Um, proper ammo, not these steel balls or zinc balls or whatever the fuck that, you know you buy at Walmart. Um, but you know, all performance elements, uh, ammo to gun, etc help you know, increase the accuracy of things. And then there are, you know, if you want to spend the money, there are just simply are guns that are built to be more accurate and more precise. So precision's on you, but um, they're more accurate. So the, anyway, the guns we're using, the guns that people generally use in the, the common population and whatnot, gen pop, um, just aren't. They're just, you know, not. They, like the replicas all look cool. They play the, the game. I hear the cat. Hold on, I'm sorry, I was just distracted by squeaky, squawky, meowing. Uh-oh, here comes Cheeto. I did hear him squawking from a mile away. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, hold on. You have a friend, Trick. 
my cat is out with me outside. We're in the garage in the shop. That's where we're at. Um, anyway, so Trixie's out here enjoying the outside in the sunshine. We have a neighbor cat named Cheeto, who's a really he's a sweet cat. He's very, very nice, very friendly, very trusting. He's really kind of mostly an outdoor cat. He's kind of squirrely. And he does respect others' property. <laughs> like he knows this is Trixie's property. He's cowering now. He's backing off respectfully. He's not attacking her. He's not really saying anything to him. She just walked up to him and gave him a really dirty look. <laughs> He's backing off. I wish they could be friends. Sure, that would be great. But it's not going to happen. Trixie doesn't like anybody. nice to everybody. <laughs> He's nice to all the neighborhood dogs, all the kids, adults, etc. He's just a really he's a sweetheart. Trixie's very, very, very particular. She's a Corby, so she's very pretty. And very territorial, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting. They're not hissing at each other or anything. Just kind of has a least sort of tiptoeing up to one another, giving each other the respectful space, distance. Now Cheeto's just sitting down. They're communicating, I'm sure. <laughs> what cats do. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Okay, um, back to my stupid nonsense, my rambling about these fucking air gun shit. Um, anyway, so at least at this point, um, I need to design these target or traps to uh, work with the weapons that we're, that we're we're using. So I mean, to start, we're working with the guns that we have, or you know, Umarex and uh, um, Air Venturi at the moment. And I guess we got a Crossman and a um, Daisy. These are you know middle of the road guns. The uh, Crossman and the Daisy are honestly far more um, reliable. Than the any of the all of the Umarex we have and all of the uh, or the uh, Aventuri as well. Um, far more <laughs> as close as it gets to accurate. The Daisy and the Crossman are far more accurate than all of the Umarex and the Aventuri so far. I think the Aventuri and the Umarex are really just posers. That's really all they are. They're um, display pieces. They don't they don't shoot where the shit. They <laughs> sorry they just don't. Um, as far as quality, build quality in that, nah, whatever, it is what it is. Cheeto, don't. Um, it is what it is. I mean, they're all about the same. I think, honestly, the, the Crossman is far better built than all of the Umarex or the, um, Paraventuri. I have a, um, Springfield Armory XDM, um, Paraventuri piece that is, is damn solid. Damn solid gun, but... Good lord. Um, <laughs> don't bother shooting it. <laughs> really don't. It's got a lot of kick to it. At least the, uh, the uh, quote-unquote blowback is. It's got some serious recoil for a, an air gun. CO2-powered air gun. It's not even the, uh, uh, the green gas crap. It's just a freaking CO2 thing, and it, it kicks. Uh, but seriously, no, forget it. You're never going to hit anything with it. Unless it's, you know an accident happens, I suppose. Um, same thing with all of the Umarex guns. Several Umarex guns right now that we've been using, and they're just crap. I think we have a Sig, two Sig, right? Uh, a 365 and an M17. The M17 is a piece of shit. Um, it's a pellet-only gun, uh, which could be cool, you know, if it's supposed to. You know, it maxes out in all ideal conditions, meaning uh, best air, best temperature. Um, brand new fresh can in it, uh, uh, 70, 76 degrees, um, out or where you're shooting, um, no wind <laughs> at all, um, still air, um, and using what, like the, uh, give me the best freaking pellets you could use, okay, and that's probably the only way we're going to get to 410 feet per second. It's like the, uh, 
got my uh, Challenger RT here. It's uh, 400 and, or my, yeah, my Scat Pack, 485 horsepower. No, it's not. Uh, that's that's optimum. You know, you gotta have the right rubber on it, um, right fuel, uh, right surface you're rolling on, etc., 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 etc. Right driver. So these are optimum ratings. So it's never gonna hit 410 FPS unless we, you know, check all the boxes. So we're probably somewhere in the 385 ish maybe 383 85 feet per second on that which is fat or a faster shooter than any of the other ones we got except for the crossman is closer to 500 feet per second which is cool it's a revolver there's no blowback so all of the air is concentrated on you know forwarding the projectile so there you go right um the daisy it is a blowback gun um so it doesn't push the uh um bbs that's a bb only gun um as quickly as the uh, revolver does, but it still shoots faster than, um, it's not a full blowback, partial thing or whatever, it, um, but it's a power line that gets great ratings. Um, and it does shoot better than all of the Umarex or hell even the Six or uh, the Air Venturi, of course. The Air Venturi is by far the worst gun we have as far as shooting goes. It looks the coolest. It's the most solid feeling gun outside of the Crossman, um, but it's it just doesn't shoot much shit. So um, anyway, the six. I wanted to mention that for, or talk about that for a second. The 365 is is a freaking awesome little gun. And honestly, you couldn't tell the difference between this one and uh, um, the uh, real steel 365 because unless you you know turn it over and look at the butt of the gun. And of course, you can see the uh, um, CO2 nut on there. It is what it is. But anyway, so otherwise, weight's the same. Um, materials feel exactly the same. You know, when you pull the slide back on a real steel 365, there's that um, steel sounding <laughs> uh, latch click thing that it does. That uh, it's even you can tell the difference when zinc um, comes in contact with zinc um, and steel contacts steel. There's a, there's a clear difference between the two hear it you know which is which there's you know pop metal sounds like pop metal steel sounds like steel it resonates differently so um the 365 air gun it, it shoots probably number two out of all the crap that we've got rolling right now um not a lot of recoil on it there's some it is a blowback gun there's not a lot of recoil on it definitely less than especially with you know nothing like the real steel thing because this is the 365 is, is a compact i mean this is like not quite micro-compact, but it's a subcompact thing, so it's very small. Um, the real steel thing, it's a 9mm, so it's going to have kick. Not as much as, you know, the higher caliber guns, but it's definitely more so than a 22. And it's going to... There's more kickback on that thing. I mean, there, there isn't a whole lot of gun to absorb that recoil. So, um, it does have a lot of kick. The air gun, of course, doesn't. It's a loud little gun because there isn't a lot of um, material there to absorb the um, aural resonance either. So there it is. But it shoots better than the M17 does. It shoots better than the Glocks. It shoots better than um, what else do we have rolling? Uh, we have a Walther, and um, which is that gun was wasn't bad. Hit the valve, shoot the bed, but. Um, it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty fun shooting gun. Also blowback, not a lot of recoil, but it is, I think that the compacts or subcompact air guns are, it's a great idea. I think that more companies really need to do that. And while I'm, I'm thinking about it, I really, it seems to be the thing. We've got reason why. Um, uh, seems to be, that's my experience. I'm tangent hopping here. Um, the, uh, we've got, the, uh, what is it, the Crossman is a full-size gun, the, um, Daisy is a full-size gun, the, um, M17 SIG is a full-size gun, the thing is a freaking, it's a whole side of beef, basically, it's a big, stupid, ugly, annoying, too big for anybody's hand, just not a comfortable gun, doesn't sound, doesn't, be, I just really do not like that gun at all. Um, the real steel, never played with one. <laughs> But the air gun, I really don't like. It's a belt-fed gun, which is a cool idea, but the belt is plastic, and it doesn't quite align all the time, and 
it sounds like garbage and it just feels more like a freaking uh, like a cheap 70s toy than anything else. So, but anyway, that's another thing. So, anyway, the full size guns, all of our guns that we have save for two are full size guns. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, all of the full size guns kind of shoot their way and they're not that they're unwieldy or anything, they're, none of them are necessarily too heavy for uh, you know an average adult like myself. Uh, I'm not a big guy but I'm average, you know, and uh, they all fit my hand fine, weight is good, fine, whatever. Um, I like more mass in my guns, um, it absorbs the, uh, the recoil more so, and it just feels better to handle a heavier gun. So, um, but these things are all, you know, they're all some one to two pound range or whatever, and um, size all about the same. Uh, you know, the G17 Glock is a full-size gun, allegedly, but it's it's the same goddamn size as the XDM um, short barrel, the 3.8. So it's, honestly, the, uh, that XDM is a, it's a thicker, beefier gun than the Glock is. But they're essentially the same size. And um, length, uh, height from butt to the top of the slide, or the uh, um, rear sight, they're about the same height. Um, it's got an extended magazine on the um, XDM, and that's why. Uh, the, what the hell else do we have? It's about the same, so I think the M17 is a little longer, a little taller, but it's just a stupid gun anyway, who cares about it? Anyway, they're all full size, except for the PPK, Walther, and the um, SIG P365. Oh, the icing has started. Um, but honestly, the I on, truly, truly feel for the, the replica guns, the replica guns, and I'm, I'm going to stand on this, I welcome the challenge, um, if you think I'm wrong, um, the subcompact replicas shoot better than the full-size replicas do. They're all essentially the same kind of gun, um, but the... The subcompact ones, they have a, they just shoot better. They really do. They're easier to manage. There's a, a short barrel things even. They seriously, they sight better. They, um, yeah, believe that. It's a shorter sight range and it's, they shoot better. I'm sorry. They really do. Can, I can control them better. I mean, I just feel like I don't have to work as hard with those as I do with the full size gun, which is kind of, I guess, counterintuitive in a way and counter to what common knowledge of this is, I guess, with real steels anyway. Now, I think I can totally see the logic in this. It makes physically sense. It makes sense. Um, the longer the barrel, uh, the beefier the gun, it's going to target better. It's going to shoot straighter anyway. It's going to um, be more, I guess, unwieldy, but I guess, like I said, the more mass there is, the less you know, shooter felt recoil, um, unless you're gonna have to absorb in your uh, wrist, forearm, shoulder, etc. cetera. Uh, but they're just gonna shoot better. The uh, subcompacts are loud. They're, I mean, they're ruckus guns. They really are. And they just, tons of recoil usually, especially with the larger caliber guns. And because there really isn't much gun there to absorb any of that. So you're taking the brunt of it to recoil so and sure you can probably shoot target them fine I guess but they're not you have to work harder to get there than you do with full-size guns so sure they're great for concealed carry wonderful that's great and everything but when it comes down to it if you're shooting a small person or you're gonna have to try to take down somebody who's huge you're gonna have to really be selective about where you're shooting and if you got that gun that doesn't target your sight as well it's gonna be harder to drop that person and protect yourself than it would be with a larger caliber gun a larger size gun really right so there it is what it is um, like right I can I can mow you over easier faster with a shotgun than I can with a Derringer <laughs> it's as simple as that right right okay um, if necessary to do so uh, anyway, so what I was thinking though is I think it would be great, smart, wonderful if more manufacturers like, uh, what is it, uh, KWE or whatever, um, gosh, all of the, there are a handful of them, air gun manufacturers out there that all of these, uh, 
vendors buy their stuff from and brand, right? If they would uh, do more replicas of the subcompany, especially he went all the way around the house. Especially since the um, subcompact is like the hot ticket on the market right now. If the um, replica air gun manufacturers would um, do more of those subcompacts. I mean, give me a, a, a Springfield Armory Hellcat. That'd be great. <laughs> and I bet it would shoot better than the XDM does. Run circles around it, I'm sure of it. Um, what else? I mean, there are so many of them because it's, it's, I mean, everybody's doing it. Uh, you know, all the 365 competitors, the PPK competitors, I mean, those, you know, the, from way back to contemporary stuff, everybody's doing the, uh, um, oh, he's a little shit, jumping in the fence and getting in my yard now, oh, no, he really wants to bother her, maybe he wants to be friends, maybe he wants to start a fight, he's gonna piss me off, hold on a second, I gotta stop him. As I was saying, I really think it would be very cool, and I would love to see more of the uh, those subcompact guns um, replicated in air gun form. I'd buy all of them, <laughs> and we'd have more fun, I think, on the range with those than, than these silly, clumsy, they look cool, but they shoot like shit, full-size guns. So rifles, that's a whole different whole different world of stuff. I mean, when you're talking, I'm just talking about handguns right now, pistols and stuff, not the rifles because rifles tend to be far more accurate and of course they shoot at higher uh, velocity rates, etc. So that's, it is what it is. Um, give me more subcompacts. That would be really cool. Let me see. Why aren't they doing it? I mean, air guns are a, a booming industry now, or were before this virus crap. I guess they probably still are because you know, we've got the online retail thing going on. But a lot of those manufacturers have shut down or slowed production. Um, so, well, here anyway. <clears throat> Overseas, they're not. They're going crazy. Um, but it'd be cool. I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to have an opportunity to test all of them. They're fun to shoot. Seriously, they two that we've got, compacts, subcompacts, they, they're honestly the most fun to shoot. They really, really are. They're a little on the small side, but man, when you get them going, you forget about the size and you actually fall in love with it fast. Um, so we'll see what happens if they come about or not. All right, Cheeto's in the shop now. Great. Kitty cat, you should go back to your mom or your parents' house. Yeah, you're a squirrel. Are you going to jump in the BB trap now? Nope. He likes to get in the ceiling in here, and it kind of is annoying, so... <sighs> got to prevent him from doing that. Anyway, it's hard to get him down. So there's that. Anyway, so today, the plan is to build the smaller of the pellet BB traps. And again, I think... Having thought about this out loud, I'm going to go with a wider box. The, um, I guess proportions of the large box, the width is um, half, a little more than half the height. So uh, I'm going to try to kind of make, go with a, change that ratio a little bit. Widen the box so we have um, two thirds maybe thinking. I'll have to get into it. When I do, I'll figure out exactly what the width is I, I want. But 
go with a wider box and try to get into possibly a... Um, I'll probably end up going with a square target. Uh, oh, kitty cat. No, we're not going up in the ceiling today. Go on, buddy. Go on. Silly kitty cat. Anyway, try to go with a um, square target space, if you will, but um, widen the box so we can uh, have uh, side retaining walls, side shooter facing side retaining walls also, just for something to do. See if that helps. See, we've got, I mean, why, if this other design works, it doesn't 100%. The, it does in a lot of ways. There are some things that need to be I can see improved, and I think that I'm going to try the side retaining walls, and I'm going to change the angle of that back wall a little bit, and bring the all of those shooter-facing uh, box-face retaining walls up inward a bit, closing the uh, target space a bit, so we've got more to stop the uh, ricochet or um, uh, shooter back bouncing shit or whatever <laughs> the bounce pack of the, uh, uh, the uh, projectiles I mean the again the uh, target format is a shield if you will it does stop um, most of nearly all of the pellets and BBs we're shooting into it are stop you know greater percentage of them are stopped with the box itself they're directed down in to the basin of the thing, um, but some of them do come back, you know, very few of them, but they do come back, and you can, the target material stuff does um, keep them from bouncing out of the box, so that does help, okay, fine, great, but we do, you know, after shooting, oh, I don't know, three, four hundred rounds, um, we've got 10, 12 uh, BBs and pellets outside of the box on the floor when we're done and it's not because you're missing the box it's because they're bouncing out so what's the deal going back and <laughs> looking at it i suppose we might find that um, low air possibly was the uh culprit if you will um could possibly have been you know it hit the target uh material that bounced off of that um it's, I think, honestly, it's coming, they're coming out the sides of it, so that's what it looks like, the sides and or the bottom of it, so I need to do something else, you know, the solution to that, of course, would be to bring in um, face, box face side retaining walls and um, change the angle of the back wall, and that would do that, so um, drawing this, the angle of the back wall out of it getting into the trap. <laughs> he's a squirrel. Oh, he's a cat. He acts like a freaking squirrel, though. What do you think of that? It stinks in there, doesn't it? Smells like paint. Not to make you high just sniffing that shit. Oh, yeah. The uh, material on the inside of the trap. Um, I had sprayed it with uh, bed liner <laughs> paint. Um, don't. It's a waste of money. Um, flex seal, possibly. Maybe I consider doing that. A uh, thin layer of that. So not a, uh, we're not talking, you know, quarter inch even. I mean, sixteenth, sixteenth of an inch-ish um, of flex seal, textured flex seal would be a great idea um, to cover that back wall with. The problem with that is um, the Flex Seal is expensive as hell. It's ridiculously overpriced. You're a really cute kitty cat, but you really need to stop squirreling around in my garage. Going out? How about if I open this door? Go out? Come here, There you go. Go outside in the yard. Go outside in the yard. He's not going to go. Um, anyway, so that, you know, the texture is going to help keep it from bouncing so much. The um, 
material itself will absorb some of that um, impact so that it'll slow the uh, projectile down. And that's the reason why I use the, uh, those are the reasons why I use the, uh, God, bed liner spray shit. But in order to make that even, God, be present, to tell you the truth, it would take, oh, good lord, gallons and gallons of it. I mean, it's pointless. It just it just comes out like black spray paint. Because I bought black and I bought gray. It's like, great. It's, there isn't enough in a can. In one can, I used two cans in it, on it. And there wasn't enough in two cans. Um, there aren't enough, there's enough uh, paint or whatever in two cans to cover that um, 54 inch by 22 inch board. Just isn't. Two full cans of it and they're, you know, seven bucks piece. $14 and I've got basically the same thing. Honestly, no joke, no exaggeration. The same thing that I would have that I have everywhere else on the outside of the box um, using the 98 cent construction grade black uh, spray paint from freaking Lowe's. So it's a waste, total waste. Now, um, the Flex Seal stuff, I, <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing. You're gonna need, you know, six, eight, ten cans of this shit to really get any, God, um, build up of any of that material on the back wall. And those are $14 a can. That's ridiculous. Get out, kitty. You're not going up in the ceiling. I do not want you in the ceiling of my garage. You will do something else. Such a nice cat. But a troublemaker. You are a troublemaker, cat. Anyway, that's that. I'm going to go on and... Uh, do some other things now, but we'll be back, hopefully, with Waylon to work on this um, smaller pellet BB trap. Anyway, there's that. So, have a lovely day. See you next time. Bye-bye.